Oh hey, didn't see you there. Welcome to Secondary Fermentation presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. We're here for episode number 42. Lauren's making weird faces mocking me. <laughs> Perfect. And We're speaking here. of that, who, who am I with? Not Lauren. Not Lauren. Maybe Nick. Maybe Nick. Well, it's questionable whether I'm here alone or not, <laughs> just talking Are any to of us myself. here? <laughs> Physically, really, yes, but... <laughs> Are we really here? Spiritually? What is reality? Where am I? Hmm. Wow. It's getting deep. Hmm. The inner mechanisms of my mind are an enigma. <laughs> Dimensionally, SpongeBob quote. we're not mm-hmm. here. We're in... I don't know. I feel like I'm getting on a tangent like a, like a Jim Carrey or a Matthew McConaughey-esque tangent of <laughs> what is reality? Are you driving in a Lincoln? <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting way too uh, philosophical. Philosophical for my own good. Well, before we get too philosophical, let's crack open some Oktoberfest beers. Cracking a beer. Which one do we want to crack, or do we want to crack both simultaneously and have a dual crack? Wow. Wow, the first ever dual crack, maybe? Yeah. We'll do a little Oktoberfest can share. Three, two, one. Crack. That was pretty good timing. And you ruined it by saying crack (laughs) over top of it. I only have cracked it. Nice. I'm going to see if I can edit your voice out of that. <laughs> crack. <laughs> like, literally, is that they're both cracking. Crack. A triple crack. <laughs> I wanted it to be a triple crack. Here, pour some beer. Make, us, make yourself useful. Glass? Any glass. So we've got, I've got uh, the the Goose Island Oktoberfest, which is that a Merson? It would appear so. Yes. Is that the beer that you gave us for Elsie's Pick of the Week last episode? I don't remember. I'll have to listen to find out. Yeah, that's right. You don't listen. I don't think... And then Nick has a beer over there as well. So let's just mix them together. (laughs) Oh, gosh. We're going to do a vertical tasting of Oktoberfest. This is from Sloop Brewing Company. Sloop. Sloop. Always like a good sloop. (laughs) Not salute. (laughs) I just... Sloop Somehow brewing. <laughs> some of the sleep on my hand, and now it's what? running down my leg. Here he's got sloop on him. All right, let's chug these Oktoberfests first. Okay. But it's we have to, all right, we so have to the, sing our song. You don't know <laughs> it, though. Should I play it? Yeah. I can sing what I normally yeah, sing. Yeah, you go ahead and just sing what you know. Well, apparently, though, after they get done singing, you're supposed to finish your whole, like, stein of beer. All right, ready? never get the words right she would change them every single time but they'd play that like every little bit when we were there every other minute that's fun i've I've only ever heard that at some of the oktoberfest locally by the little german bands that show up and perform it's always fun though i didn't know do you ever did you ever do a translation of the song what yes it comes out it means like uh cheers a cheers to good times cheers cheers to good times and it's like one two three I forget what the rest is. I looked up the translation, but 
But here's my version. The ticky tacky ticky tacky is actually. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> it's a chant from there was a Prussian army unit called the ticky tack or something like that. The Prussians. The Prussians. Well, just what makes the most sense is to be I'm prosting. I'm prosting. If it I was in English and prosting was a word, then maybe. But when it's ein prosit, ein prosit, der Gemütlichkeit. Do you see where it worked out well for you? <laughs> it did actually. It actually, did. It actually worked out well for us. Yes. But yeah. also, we didn't intro this. Lauren and I got back last week from Germany, and we went to Oktoberfest. We prefaced it in our last episode that we were going, but we went, and we had fun, and we are back. Came back with some souvenirs. Some souvenirs, and we put the German Germany. Came back with some COVID. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Went two and a half years. Without, we were COVID without ninjas and hadn't gotten mm. it. And then, of course, freaking Oktoberfest. It was worth it, though. I'd get COVID again. Yeah, those uh, those tents are just, I guess, breeding grounds for Yeah, nobody viruses. was socially distanced. Mm. You know, but I honestly think we got it uh, on the travel home. I like uh, the airport and stuff. Yeah, because, I don't know, there's some people on the planes hacking their lungs out. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, we'll definitely have to go into that a little bit more. See how you guys enjoyed your first trip to Germany for Oktoberfest. It was uh, Joe's first um, international trip. Was it really? Well, Europe, yeah. Yeah, because you went to Malta. Maldives. Maldives, yeah, not Mm -hmm. Malta. Mexico too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I classify. I, I know Mexico is not a part of the United States, but I I, I lump that in with at least relatively the same time zone. Continental mm-hmm. travel. Yes. Continental breakfast. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Bra- uh, easily one of the most underrated Key and Peele skits of all time is oh, the Continental yeah. breakfast one. Is that the spoon and the? F- Fapoon. Not quite a spoon. <laughs> Not quite a fork. A fapoon. Fapoon. Germany, what will you think of next? <laughs> oh, great. How fitting for you to pick that one, too. Yes. No, but yeah, it was it was a good time. Actually, I just looked up, I was looking up the uh, Ein Prosit thing, and it means cheers to well-being. Kind of a rough translation. But it was cool. It was really good. I mean, it's you think it's going to be a huge festival? And it's even it bigger is. than you expect. Well, that's so we did three days total down in the I can't say it Therenweiss and Theresienweiss. Yeah, that one. Um, we dressed up two days and we we drank two days. The third day was we very just kind of walked around. Yeah, oh, goodness, you're the queen of smacking the microphone. It was because I didn't realize that it was as long and there were as many tents as there were. Um, yeah, there's over 20 tents and it's all like the breweries in Munich. So like Polliner, Augustiner, Hackershore, then uh, Spaten. Wow. So like a whole bunch of different places. We made it to a few, but we went. I mean, going during the week was definitely key because it was a lot easier. Like, if you went in the early afternoon during the week, it made it 10 times easier to get a seat. The first night we were there, we were there for a while, and we were trying to get seats in one of the later tents, and it took forever. 
to try to find a spot, but eventually we made it. Yeah, I do think um, the weather also aided in us being able to kind of find seats easily because it was kind of rainy and overcast. And so, yes, we went during the week, but like the first couple of days, people weren't going out and it was kind of rainy and dreary. Yeah, but if you're inside a beer tent, who cares if it's raining? Yeah. yeah. I didn't realize though those tents can hold like 10,000 people, some of them. It's like insane how huge they are. Well, I also didn't realize that they were only put up <clears throat> annually like and they're taken down yeah temporary structures but they are ridiculous looking inside and you're like how do they do this like it must take forever to put them up and take them down because they're like they look like permanent structures with like full kitchens and stuff in them and it's just wild oh oh yeah because they they serve food right Mm -hmm. in the tent Mm -hmm. and you know eating is pretty key component and important (laughs) probably um, when you are going to oktoberfest yes make sure you eat yeah eating is very good you should do that (laughs) probably a couple times throughout the day yeah not just once yeah we uh learned huh yeah yeah yep (laughs) well the first day we got there and we went well no we got in a coffee and like a croissant from the thing downstairs from where we were staying and got there like started having a couple of beers and like you drink a liter of beer and you don't feel hungry so <laughs> yeah the so, volume is like yeah we didn't really overcome eat anything and that was a bad idea it just like because then it like hits you and you're like oh hey oh hey oh hey didn't see you there <laughs> didn't see you there <laughs> no nah, but we we made it we weren't nobody was crazy there isn't yeah. any crazy drunks or anything so when you go in you kind of have to just find some spots at a table and just so, make yeah, friends. Earlier in the day, there's yeah. usually people hanging out front and they're like, you guys need a table? How many people? And then they're like, bring okay. you to a spot. That's cool. Uh, but in the evening, it just gets so crazy that you're just trying to scramble and find anything. Like the second night we were there, we got super lucky in the Augustiner tent. We like went back and we're looking and looking and there was like a spot open and I was like, is anybody here? And they're like, no, come on, sit down. Nice. And then they ended up being our best friends. Yeah. Some German, a Their son German couple lives in Baltimore. Baltimore, and, <laughs> Baltimore, <laughs> and uh, was it soccer? The kid plays, but she's like a very proud grandmother. Like, oh, let me show you all my pictures, and you know, we're just like enthralled. Yeah, yeah, besties. Yeah, we were. They were from Hamburg. Yes, wow. that was her first um, Oktoberfest. Yeah, it, yeah, it was the older couple that we met. It was their first one, and then the guy that they were with which is their friend has lived there his whole life and he said it was his 57th october (laughs) (laughs) wow yeah crazy he uh they were super cool though they were like just telling us all the stuff about it and he's the one who said that after they do the that zikizaki that you're supposed to finish your beer but they do it like every 15 minutes so i don't know how you would be able to finish your beer every time Uh, get good (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah the I think the Augustiner tent was my favorite. I like the Oktoberfest the best because it was like uh it was actually like in casks. Like they had huge Ooh. like casks that they nice. brought and they like you could see them like hammering them in whereas other places bring in like hectoliter tanks and stuff where they're filling them. This was like they're like tapping them and and going as they do. So do you, do you pay as you go with the beers? They come yeah. over and like, can you like start a tab or how does it work really? With you that many people? pretty much pay cash okay. most of the time. And 
the beers they're not cheap the prices went up but this year and it was like it's like 13 dollars a rip but it's a liter beer yeah. yes so, so if, i think if you put it in perspective to that it's no more than going out i mean like, if you pay five or six bucks for like a bud light for, like yeah. <laughs> then you're <laughs> well or six or seven bucks for a pint i mean you're getting more than two pints worth in a, yeah. mm-hmm. a liter so oh yeah and that's another thing like the pints here like you get a pint of beer it's you know the standard american shaker pints usually not 16 ounces but there everything is either 0.3 liters or 0.5 liters and it comes out in like an actual like all the glasses are marked like the beer is up to the 0.5 liter and then there's like an inch of head which is like yeah. perfect and so, it's beers were generally cheaper there too so so you said they had Oktoberfest, so they had probably a variety of the Fest beer, the Oktoberfest, any other styles that they had? It's pretty much they just had one in the tent. You gotcha. could um, you could get like Rattlers, just like lemon soda, half lemon soda and half the beer. And then there were, uh, in some of the, I was reading, we didn't go to any other tents, but there's like a wine tent where you can get Weizen uh, there. But everything was pretty much just like their Fest yeah. beer. You just say how many beers you want. I wondered about the Rattler because, you know, we've gone to Casita. You guys obviously were gone this year, but mm. Jen and I went to Casita's Oktoberfest again, and it's always a good time. They've got a really good uh, – this year it was just adjacent in their beer garden. They had a tent Oh, it outside. wasn't in the oh. Whirly Gig Yeah, thing. it wasn't in the Whirly Gig Park, but it was really nice because it had sort of an authentic, like, in the tent. Yeah. They had the German band playing up there. They had tables in there, like long tables. That's cool. Um, I think that's probably better than it was last yeah. year because it was too spread out last year. Like, yeah, it was a little more intimate this time. It kind of felt really, I guess, to me, it felt similar to what I yeah. might expect. I've not been to Germany, and actually, if you guys remember Aaron, uh, mm-hmm. who lives around here, he goes to all Oktoberfest. He's been to Germany multiple times. He said that was the closest he's seen in, in the states to like an authentic, oh really, like cool. German Oktoberfest. So he spoke highly of it. But yeah, they have four beers and. Last year, I think they also had a Rattler, a uh, mm-hmm. grapefruit Rattler. But this year, they had the same thing. They had a, a, a Fest beer, a Merchant, and then a Vice beer. So I liked that they had the four varieties, and it was kind of a buy a token, get uh, gotcha, get one of them. I actually tried, I think, all four of them ultimately. But, um, yeah, I wondered if the Rattler was like a similar – or that was something that they do in Germany or just kind of like a – a friendly option for people that don't like malty beers here that might want something kind of fruity or light. Yeah. So it's cool to see that they actually have something offered mm-hmm. like that in Germany. Yeah. And they also, I mean, we didn't order any, but they say it's like a reprieve from beer as well. Just because one thing that was like a big cultural change is the availability. Like we kind of knew it going into it reading, but like water, like not having just water freely accessible oh, is also weird. weird. Yeah, because you can't like... Because you pay for the water, and the water is like half the cost of a beer, so why wouldn't I just get a beer? Yeah, it's all like mineral water, and like Mm, you never get like tap water or anything like Mm -hmm. that. But yeah, so like you go to a restaurant, and you just order your drink. You get a beer. (laughs) Yeah, basically. (laughs) Or a Coca-Cola light. A Coca-Cola light. Yeah. By the end, I just needed Coke. (laughs) Yeah. Coca-Cola. 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 Not Coke. Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> Let me clarify. I just needed some Coca-Cola light and Coca-Cola Zero. Oh, yeah. Let's pour up that uh, yeah, I was gonna say, uh, I think Fest. after the 
the song and Lauren abided by the rules and she oh, you finished did? it. Wow. Well, oh. to be fair, we're splitting a 12-ounce case. Yeah, so. yeah, exactly. Nothing. I mean, Nick, you didn't have to clarify. The listeners didn't know. Also, the fest beers are like six-something percent. So you have a liter mm-hmm. of like six-whatever percent. Yeah, which makes it even more important to eat food. Mm-hmm. And speaking of the food, the food is really good, too. Yeah, I agree. Sausages galore. If you're you I know, a sausage fan. I so much sausage and kartoffel salad. Yeah, Lauren's favorite. Which is potato salad. Yeah. I had a lot of potatoes. You still couldn't order it, though, in German. Kartoffel salad. <laughs> Do you like salad? Salad. Kartoffel salad. Yeah, there's a lot of potatoes, a lot of sausages, and it was good. So we Sauerkraut. had the uh, Goose Island Oktoberfest. That one was pretty good. I think we have had it before. That mm-hmm. one was like kind of, uh, to me, it's a little more caramelly, kind of sweeter. Yeah. This uh, is a little lighter, a little fruitier almost. Mm, back to back. Maybe. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So this sloop one definitely has more of that uh, bready mm-hmm. malt where it's a little, I want to say it's flatter in flavor. It's not as sweet. Mm-mm. It kind of just has, I don't know, just atypical like malt flavor, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah, um, just like bready. Maybe a little spicy from like a rye-ish. Maybe it's just because I had that last one. Yeah. But not just like, it doesn't taste like white bread. It tastes <laughs> like bread with a little bit of... It actually tastes like brown bread. Yeah, a little, yeah like a little like pumpernickel-y. Pumpernickel? Um, but yeah, this Delicious. is pretty good. It's funny because, like, too, it's like you think, okay, we're drinking all these fest beers, but you do notice the differences between them. Mm. Yes. Um, the tent we went to second on the second day. Maybe it was first. It was wherever we got It was the first one. Food. It was the Spotten. Oh, yeah. That beer was my least favorite. Really? Mm-hmm. Which I usually like Spotten. There was a beer garden bar in albany when they were in college and they had a ton of like spot and beers they had oh, a lot really? of German, yeah but they had like a lot of you know spontans like the optimator their double box and stuff they usually are doing some of the darker darker mm. things poliner was pretty good uh did we end up going to the hacker shore i think yes, we did yes we did. that one was i guess middle of the road but my favorite i think was the augustiner it was good they had a lot of nice helices as well Ooh, out and just like in germany in general yeah but it's super cool. Like you go into the Oktoberfest and there's just massive, like the t- massive row of structures. And then in the middle, there's like some shops and things. And if you want coffee, like it's funny because they want to co- <laughs> coffee one day and we got some coffee and like got an espresso or whatever. And then like we were expecting like a little to go cup. <laughs> they hand a saucer with a little tiny espresso cup on it. Nice. And like you stand there and drink it at the little stand oh. thing and then give it back to them. <laughs> it's like, huh. I mean, it is a shot, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it just is really funny. But somebody ordered a coffee too. And it was like a coffee in a mug. And yes. they get yeah. to stand there and stand drink there it. and drink it. Yeah, it's oh. pretty weird. Could, could you have taken it back to the table? You, or she said she basically pointed at the counter and was like, "You have to stay here." Okay, I guess for an espresso that, that makes sense. You're, it takes yeah. you about a minute to drink it. Yeah, if you're, I mean, you don't have to savor it. <laughs> yeah, there's not much to savor. I learned, so I saw the whole coffee sitch, and I was like, mm, "We'll get an espresso instead." Yeah, Ooh, yeah. I love a good espresso like midday, just to kind of. Oh, give you some juice. yeah give you a little pep in your step but yeah like so then there's like all the beer tents and it goes down the big row and then there's like a ton of like rides and stuff like 
fair like carnival rides like there's legit like roller coasters like huge roller coasters there i was like that is insane i would not have expected there to be like full-on roller coasters like one's like the olympia or something it's got like five loops it looks like the olympic rings or four loops or whatever wow but we rode the ferris wheel yeah that was the only ride we did (laughs) and um i think that they make a killing on the ferris wheel because it was 10 euro per person um yeah, and to ride the it's Ferris only wheel. five rounds. Like you go around five times, so the amount of money they're bringing in from that Ferris wheel, and in our little cart was four of us and then a family of four, mm. and there's like at least twenty carts. Mm-hmm. So they're making a killing on the well, Ferris wheel. How long does the trip around take? I mean, I mean, not very long. Not very long. The longest part is I'm loading it, loading, yeah, and, mm-hmm. and then it goes like, you know, around. Gives you a good view of the place, though. Yes. Be, yeah. I think that's probably what you're, you're paying for the five trips to the very top. Um, well, yeah. I d- there were tents that I didn't realize existed until we were up there. I'm like, oh, over there. Yeah. There was one that we saw was like had a really cool like outdoor beer garden area. Like normally they're mainly inside and then that. But it's crazy, though. They all have like bands inside and like they all you know they're playing music and then people as the night progresses like start getting up and standing on the benches and stuff it was funny the first day we were there people were getting up on the benches and they were like getting during thrown the out day, yes. yeah during the like, day they were getting day. thrown out and then at night like everyone we were on the benches for a while like our our older friends were on the benches <laughs> but you point, can't get on the table don't get on the table oh, okay so you can stand on the bench mm-hmm. yeah i feel like it's probably just at a certain point, it probably gets too unmanageable to yeah to do. I was gonna ask like what security is like there if they've got people kind of going they around do. just it. But it was fine. I mean, that was the one thing. Like for an event that's like mainly based on beer drinking, like no one was too rowdy or I mean that we saw anyway. I'm sure there were people that were right. like fighting and stuff, but everyone it was like very jovial celebration. Like not. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like you have that here and people, <laughs> it would not end well. But like. Oh, yeah. I mean, even the local ones we've been to that are much smaller scale. I mean, people, you're, you're drinking from mm-hmm. noon, one o'clock until seven, eight at night. Yeah. And yeah, you just get out of control sometimes. There so. was people that were obviously like heavily intoxicated, but. You know, it was still. Handling themselves. Yeah, yeah. Still yeah, manageable. I still handled myself. you feel like you had to point that out lauren is there an incident that you want to share no i'm just clarifying (laughs) so also i went into this also saying like okay i'll just have two beers a day and then you know the first couple just go down so beers a day several trips to the atm later i was like oh i'll only need two a day yeah Yeah. No, yeah. no. And also trying to go like one for one for Joe because every time you order, you go ahead and order around. Oh, that's and so like everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but then like, all right, well, we've already got a beer. Can't waste beer. You and know? I drink beer a lot faster than you do too. Like if it's sitting in front of me, I drink it. And there's people who don't have beer, so I have to drink the beer for them. And so. then there's people that are cheersing you and, yes. you know, you make friends. And so the first night we met, for, where were the other guys from? They were from like. Portugal. Which people? Those two dudes. The one with the blonde hair. Oh, uh, I 
I don't remember. Oh, yeah. And then our friend Arturo. Because Arturo, Arturo was beside mm-hmm. me. So I, like, I felt like I was calling yeah. to talk to him. The first Arturo. day we were there, there was this guy. And he just was kind of like by himself. And actually, we sat down at this table. And there was like three dudes at the end. And then this one guy who was not with him. But the three dudes at the end, they were absolutely trashed. They were like German, like young guys. And they were so drunk. And this other dude was by himself. So I started talking to him. And he was from... He's from Mexico, but he's living in Spain, and he's, like, studying to be an actor. But he was a really cool dude. Hmm. Hung out with us that night. Tried to hang out with us for the second night, but didn't work. Also, advice, if you're going to Oktoberfest, set up a meeting spot (laughs) in case people get lost because people got lost several times. Or bring Apple tags. Air tags. Yeah, we air tagged each other after. Did you have... It didn't work, though, because... Somebody had air tags? Yeah, well, I, it it would have been fine if like I hadn't gone back to get a sleep. Yeah, because I had it on Lauren my phone. Lauren went back because she had she had it on her phone. I took her back, and then I was like, "Oh, great!" Got back, lost to other people, couldn't find them. Wishing I had your phone at that point so I could find them. Mm-hmm. I found them though. See, and everybody like was fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was kind of surprised. I didn't know what service would be like over, and that yeah. Mar- I mean, when you're in a setting where there's that many people around often like at the concert or something service can be really spotty at baseline so yeah. the fact they're able to even like use your well phone and the air tags don't use internet right they use correct gps oh well, how's it track bluetooth gps it was able to be used without um having data in. but anyway we ended up turning yeah. on our data because like yes, verizon because has like travel pass or whatever so it's like 10 bucks a day Every time that you use data in that 24-hour period, it'll, like, trigger it. Okay. So, like, we would, we did that a few times because I was, like, trying to call people and be like, where are you? <laughs> yeah. But. I mean, yeah, it's worth it in, in the long run. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, so I've heard a couple things already that have surprised me, mm-hmm. just as an outsider who has not gone, um, including the, the, there's, like, a amusement park and then there's <laughs> <Yeah>. just <laughs> coffee bars at the, <laughs> the the pinnacle of this place what it was like maybe one of your most surprising things that you didn't know because i'm sure you did a little bit of research leading up to the trip but i mean i'm sure there's a couple things that caught you off guard or you weren't mm. expecting good question i mean nothing really caught me off guard because I feel like we went in plan, like kind of planning in preparation for yeah. it. Um, I'd read a bunch of articles and stuff on it. And most people do dress up. The majority of people I saw. There mm-hmm. are still people in plain clothes. Yeah. And we went in plain clothes on the third day. I'm trying to think what was it. What was. I guess just the sheer size of it was i mean i was expecting it to be big but i didn't like because we only made it to a fraction of the tents like if i had known the first or like when it got real busy those one days like the tents on the way end would have gone down there because people probably weren't going that far you know we were mainly stuck to like the beginning part well i think that was because the part we entered in from there's entrances on the four But there side. wasn't one on that one back corner that it looked like. It didn't look like there was one anyway. Yeah, because that was where the Ferris wheel was, like directly mm-hmm. straight. Uh, okay. But, yeah. But, yeah. Pictures don't do it justice, apparently. No. Yeah, no, so- I was. I think one of the biggest things I was surprised about was that just it wasn't as messy as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. <laughs> 
Like well, I was I mean, worried at you know some point that people were going to be like a little too crazy and like. But if but, that was the case, they wouldn't have they wouldn't continue to have something annually. Yeah. And for it to run for as long as it does, mm-hmm. I feel like they would ixnay that. Yeah. True. I was thinking because the last couple of years it's been canceled, right? Yeah, I thought it was yes. going to be a huge. So maybe year, like the resurgence of it or the resurfacing of it, I was like, this is going to be wild. Maybe more so than usual, just because mm-hmm. people have been. But apparently, it wasn't that big that. of a year. I think too. It all depends on the when you're going. So we were at the tail end. We didn't go right when it opened, and we also went during weekdays, mm-hmm. which is different. Definitely preferential to like the weekends and even in the evening because people go when they get off work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just wild. That like the locals that live there and that's just in your backyard i know that's what every year crazy i guess i could just go to the tents tonight yeah and that's the thing like it's tough to get seats there and things but if you get like tables you can reserve tables like one of the places we were at oh that was the hacker tent yeah Uh when we were there we were it was cool and we were hanging out but then there's like at 5 p.m the tables are reserved so then they came over at like four o'clock and we're like all right they're getting reserved. Time to, and then so they got them and like stacked them all up so people couldn't get on them. <laughs> and then they, uh, yeah, then we went and found another place. But I still don't feel like, because they make all these things and statements about reserving your table and all the tents six months, eight months in advance. And I think if you're with a small enough group, you're able to just kind of find the mm-hmm. spot in most places. I think you would have an issue if you went with a larger group of people. Oh, yeah. Because then you would definitely probably need to do a table reservation. Mm-hmm. And the place we stayed was super close and very convenient. Yeah. It was oh, like a 10 minute nice. walk from the... I was going to ask about how you got there if you needed like extensive transportation or... Walking. Mm-hmm. Walk. Good thing you wore comfortable shoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. The shoes I even brought, I didn't even end up wearing. I wore my sneaks. Because it was like rainy and gross. And so I wore, I just wore my sneakers every day. Sneaks. My white sneaks, which are really dirty now. Mm. Yeah. How was your uh, new leader hosen? Oh, they were good. They still don't fit just right. <laughs> They're too big in the waist. And then that's just, the problem. yeah. But they were fine. Like they weren't uncomfortable or anything. They were loose enough where like sitting down and stuff wasn't an issue. A lot of people had, um, instead of like, the straps they just had like the pants and wore vests which i thought was also a Uh, a new mm -hmm. little look yeah the vests were really cool actually yeah Yeah. i think if i get another pair i'm going for a pair that are they basically fit like shorts instead of the like calf length Mm -hmm. Um, that's what i found the calf length ones like pull too much when i go to sit down they like yeah are too tight on the lag legs and pull down I think that makes a big difference because even then, like you talk about the waist, that's a big issue for me. It's just, I feel like even with my shirt tucked in, I'm just, there's all this extra space around mm-hmm. my midsection. I also realized my lederhosen costs like 70 bucks and I didn't know that you can get lederhosen that run up to like a thousand dollars. Yeah. It's crazy. Insane to me. Like going around, like a lot of the clothing stores, like had lederhosen in the window, <laughs> you know, like internals, like come here come buy your truck you know and a lot of them are discounted too um 
at the time we were there because you know now the October house is almost yeah. done mm-hmm. trying to make their sales yeah it'd also be worth it to like wait till you arrive not have to pack it and yeah. then buy it there but then you have to bring it back unless yeah. you're willing just to like drop it off or mm-hmm. sell it to somebody else. yeah just get rid of it <laughs> but, uh, you could potentially mail it back to yourself yeah you could mail it yeah that's that's true mm-hmm. yeah that sounds like you guys had a blast yeah, what else did we miss? Did we miss anything about it? Not about Oktoberfest. No. Joe was already, as soon as we got home, he was looking at flights for next year to go back to Germany. For oh, October I think you Fest. told me while you were still there, like, we got a plane next year. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah it was left awesome. this year. Yeah, it was a ton of there. fun. It was great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Didn't feel horrible any of the days. Felt good. Ready to go. And uh, just go have some have some more fun. It was awesome. Not a bad experience was had. Good times were had by all. Good yeah. times had by all. Yeah, it was cool. Another cool thing, I guess, before we talk a little bit more, we'll probably talk some of the history of Oktoberfest, but um, we went to Cologne and got Kolsch, served the traditional style. Mm. That was awesome, too. We got to say that we drank 20-something beers that day. Yeah. because they So they served the... I went beer for beer with Joey. Yeah, it was really, <laughs> really a feat there. Now, we... Uh, Went and checked out a couple places. What the first one was Fru, I think, and then the other one was what Zion. Yeah, you made Brahaus Zion. Yeah. So in Cologne, where Kolsch is from, which in German, Koln is the word. So K O umlaut L N. So that's like Kolsch's beer from Koln, mm. basically, and it's like a you know a lager style ale, uh, which. Really good, very light, easy to drink, but they serve it the traditional way, so in stanges, so like picture a mini Tom Collins glass. Uh, it only holds 0.2 liters of beer and then like some room for some foam at the top, but you go and they just keep bringing beers to you. As soon as it's empty, they're like, two more? Zwei? Zwei Kolsch? Yeah, I got Zwei? good at saying that. Uh, <laughs> and they would just keep bringing them out. Every time they saw your empty, they're like, two more? And then they'd bring it. And then when you're done, you put your coaster on top of your beer. But they just check it off. They mark it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And that was it, fun. They're only like two euros a piece, too. So oh, nice. Yeah. You could build it up. <laughs> there was what? What was the thing? It was like 90 euros for 10 liters. Yeah. Which is like <laughs> so many of those little things. Like, you think about it. We'd be drinking a lot of beer each. Cologne was I don't think fun. we could drink five liters each. That'd be a lot. Well, I mean, potentially. Not at, one, not at <laughs> once. Not at once. <laughs> Probably not in one sitting, you know, throughout the course of a day, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Ate a lot of schnitzel. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love schnitzel. Yeah, the, the Kohl's was really cool. Cologne was, I think, one of the surprise, like, really cool places to go. Yeah. Lauren, at first, really there for didn't even really have it on her radar, but... I know. I literally only planned to go because he wanted to go have her traditional Kolsch served in Stanges. <laughs> and so I added it to our itinerary. And, and she was, loved it. It was, it was, worth it was probably it. my, yeah, one of my favorite places we went. Mm-hmm. It's just like an old town feel and like cobblestone sidewalks. And I don't know. It's just a very cool feel. Yeah. Yeah. Berlin was very metropolitan mm-hmm. very city and when we were there it was the weekend of the berlin marathon so it was just packed and like for days everyone's walking around wearing their finisher medals <laughs> yeah like two days after they've run the marathon 
Yeah, just walking around wearing those things. I mean, that would be like me walking around with a participation trophy. Is <laughs> that one that uh, I think is like Elliot Kipchog just like broke the marathon world record? Was that in Berlin? Could have been. I don't know. Maybe. He <laughs> broke his own record. I don't know. I think it was there. I, I might be saying his name wrong, um, but he's yeah. He had he had the marathon world record. I think it was like two hours one minute or something like that jeez oh, wow. That's i think insane. it was i think it was in berlin so i, I don't well, fact check yeah me. berlin just, was cool from happened. the public transport like we were able to hop on the metro go to a brewery like a modern kind of a craft brewery there mm-hmm. it was a little bit too crazy though because of the marathon it was like way too so packed people. there were so many people it's i got one a of rattler the, there oh my gosh there was i mean there was where we went a couple times there's americans like making bad names for americans there but like there's this one dude that was getting food and he was like intoxicated and he like went up ordered his food and like food guys are just absolutely slammed because there's like two of them in the outside kitchen and there's like an inside kitchen and they're trying to get people's stuff going and they're like taking orders calling them out and this guy is standing at the counter and he's like yeah uh we had what did he order i can't remember it was like mac and cheese mac and and cheese with the pulled pork on it and like he yelled it out once i'm like what is this guy doing and then they're like saying their order he's like yeah one mac and cheese with bold pork and this and, and the guy just looks he's like dude are you just yelling out your order <laughs> and he's like oh yeah yeah and they're like we got a lot of people here we're working on it <laughs> like <laughs> yeah no probably like these stupid americans Oh no! Oh no! Yeah, that's. We ran into a couple entitled Americans that oh my gosh. really was on the train. Oh, there were some obnoxious ones. They were like, they were drunk too, and like we took a night train from Berlin to Munich, and these guys were just like, "These seats don't recline. Wow, these seats are terrible. Ooh, do you think the Germans would have this seats figured out? Blah blah blah. I paid for reclining seats. They won't recline, and he couldn't figure out how to recline it." <laughs> And then they kept getting kicked out of people's seats because, like, you reserve your seats, like, you can reserve your seats on the train. And, like, when it gets to that stop and someone has that seat, like, okay, you got to move. They had to move, like, three times because they couldn't figure it out. They were so dumb. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, they point fingers, like, at every, everything else is wrong. And I'm yeah. not, you know, this is yeah. my doing. They were just so whiny. It was bad. Uh, Well, should we talk about Oktoberfest history? Take sure, us back ahead. to episode number one, Octobrofest. Octobrofest. Yeah. yeah. And we, what did we even talk about in that episode? No one even knows. Before we do that, should we bust this candy flip beer open? Yeah. So we started with some Oktoberfests, but now we have a very non-Oktoberfest beer. Lauren, read us what we got. Ooh, that was loud. We have the new anthem, Candy Flip. It's a barrel-aged sour. <sighs> going to be quite the contrast. We had this bottle for a little while. Yeah, that's why I- we needed to drink Where'd it. Where'd I get it from? I think I bought it from Emporium. Oh, I didn't even use the Oktoberfest glasses that I got. Look at those tiny glasses. I'm pouring it in some tiny taste that's going to overflow. Drink it. Got it. Why'd you pour them in the smallest glasses? Because they're cute. Because they're cute. It's adorable. Well, I will say this beer is very effervescent. It's got more of a... Goldenrod, yeah. butterscotch color than I would have expected. Yeah, a little caramel, but lighter. Like yeah, butterscotch I juice. think is good. Smells sweet. Mm, yeah, I'm getting some like white grape, 
some other fruit aroma in there. It's like a, I don't know, like crisp, crisp apple maybe. Yeah, you can tell it's definitely a mixed fermentation beer for sure. Got a little bit of Wild. that that funk. Not too like barnyard or anything like that, but it's definitely got some funk with it. I'm trying to see if they give any descriptors in the bottle. They do not. Mm. Quite good though. Yeah. Wonder what kind of barrels it's aged in. <laughs> I don't know. Uh I need to look into more of that. I have a Flanders red ale that I'm wanting to crack. I think it's like the Rodenbach or is that sound right? Rodenbach? Mm-hmm. Got it at Driver Street, but haven't popped it yet. It's uh they're aged in like the Foders. Oh yeah. Um but I've never had I don't think I've had many Flanders red ales. Mm. So, but that's like a, a style that I want to kind of get into. I think it, the barrel aged sour beers are really interesting. We've yeah. had a few from New Anthem. We've had some from Barrel Culture. They're just fascinating because you just never really know what's going to get imparted by nah. those barrels into that like wild fermentation sour. Yeah, it's usually very unique. Uh, and speaking of sour beers too, didn't mention, but in the beginning of our trip, we went to Brussels and we got to go to Cantillon Brasserie. That famous Lambic Brewery, pretty cool. They have like a nice little self-guided tour. It's like seven euros, and you like walk through and Ooh. do the tour. They give you a pamphlet, but at the end you get three tastes, three tasters. So they give you like a straight like unblended Lambic, then they give you a blended Lambic, and then you have a choice between a Creek or a Framboise. And I think I got the Creek, and Lauren got the Framboise. Uh, for those unfamiliar, Creek is with cherries, Framboise. With raspberries. Yes, sir. But that brewery uses cool ship, like full on, like old school methods. You get to go upstairs and like check out the actual cool ship that they pour the beer in. No it's so crazy because it's like a attic and like a open. Like, it's covered roof, but, like, open windows and vents, and just the breeze wafts on through from, you know, downtown Brussels. Cantillon. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You'll have to go back and, if you're, if you're not familiar with our wild fermentation or mixed fermentation episode from about a month or two back, we had some good conversation about the cool ship and the other different uh, brewing techniques for the, the wild fermentation. So... New Beltram actually does a lot of the creeks and framboises, uh, which I really enjoy because if you go to the source, you can get some really nice, like one or two year aged oh, yeah. options there at the at the tap room that they don't have in distribution, of course. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just crazy to think like the wild ales, you know, not pitching yeast because it's such a critical step in you know, modern, like the brewing anywhere here, you know, they're pitching yeast and they're picking a specific variety just to let it kind of waft in and just naturally ferment your beer. Like how crazy it's just wild. When we were there, we got to see them like cleaning barrels and like getting the barrels ready and whatnot. What are you just lounging back? I was trying to find a photo to show Nick. Oh, you're trying to show Nick yeah, a photo? I haven't even seen these guys since they got back. So yeah. There's so we, many photos yeah, we and came back to with, catch up on. With the Rona, so we had immediately quarantine after going to work for three days and not realizing that we had COVID. <laughs> I thought they'd come back and bring me some Fest beers or Meritsons, but they brought me Coronas. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. 
Uh, unfortunately, yeah, we weren't able to bring any beers back because we packed so light. We literally just took our carry-on backpack things. Oh, yeah. I, I wore one you. pair of jeans the whole time, and they were pretty gross by the end. Uh, <laughs> That's probably the way to go, honestly. And I also got a black eye on the trip. <laughs> oh, yeah. Walked into a pole. How stupid. And I hadn't even had any beer. Was It was rainy out. I had my hood up. It was dark. So, you know, when it's rainy and it's dark, you know how it's hard to see, like, things reflect. And we were walking down the sidewalk. A narrow pole was there. Turned my head, talking to Lauren. Walked straight into the pole. That must have hurt. It actually didn't hurt that bad. I must have just, like, popped a blood vessel because it, like, made a bump on my head and then drained down into my eye. Mm. So I had a nice shiner for all of Oktoberfest. People probably thought I was fighting. You know, I just rewatched Beer Fest. Like last week, I think it was, <laughs> and I forgot the whole time that the, when the brothers first go over to Germany, he gets a black eye, and then while he's training the rest of the year, he's like, "Oh, I kind of wish I had the black eye so <laughs> that punches. I could remember <laughs> like what I'm training for." And so the guys just keep taking turns, like punching <laughs> him in the face to, to like reinvigorate the black eye. Oh man, that so was that's what movie. you were going for. Yeah, right? it was exactly. You're going for one of the uh, what is their family name? Wolfhouse. Yeah, one of the Wolfhouse brothers. Oh man. <laughs> but yeah it was an awesome trip all around and you know it really gets you thinking about the the history of oktoberfest and what does it all mean and it's just crazy to think that it started out with a horse race in honor of the marriage of prince ludwig and uh therese of saxony what was her name therese something or other but that's why it's the therese in vice it means therese is green uh in basically a big horse race, and then they started bringing in vendors and having sales. Did I say what year that was? No. Was it? Yes. 1875. Too high. 1861. No. Nick, what's your guess? Lauren's just going to keep yelling out numbers. <laughs> it's 18-something. Uh, I want to say it was like in the 1820s or 1830s. Even older. Oh. 1801. 1806. 18, you said 1806. 1813. <laughs> 1810. <laughs> so close. Actually, no, I might be wrong. You might be right, Lauren, actually. Hang on. Let me consult it. It might be the 10th of October, 1806. I'm trying to remember here. 1810. It was 1810? Yeah. What was the, the date? 12th the 12th. The 12th. Yes. So October 12th, 1810. The festivities um, took place on the 17th. They were married on the 12th. Oh, okay. So festivities on the 17th. Yeah. And then it somehow historically got shifted earlier and earlier. But, you know, everybody's like, this is a great party. Let's do it again next year. <laughs> As all Let's do it again. Do. Let's do it again next year. I mean, that's how we're going to celebrate our marriage, you know, every year around February 12th. We're just going to have a big old party. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's funny, like the... The name of the event, Oktoberfest, has now become synonymous with the beers that get made in honor of it. Uh, you also, you know, you go back to the history of the Märzen, the March beer, as it translates to. It was, you know, they got it ready in March, and by the time of the festival, it's fermented. It's all ready to go. So, yeah, um, kind of that end of spring thing, and it's like, well, you know, you've got to cellar it. Summer, it's going to be hot. Then you get around for September and Oktoberfest, and there you go. But, uh, you know, you've got the, the Meritzen, which is one of my favorite styles of of Oktoberfest season. But 
you know, nowadays you get your, your fest beers, which are, I think becoming yeah a little more popular. Yeah. They're a little lighter, a little more pale, a little bit more. They're appealing to look bitter. at for the, you know, the folks that are a little bit nervous about the color of a beer. And yeah. I think they're a little bit less of that kind of rich, bready malt, more of a, a cleaner lager, but, uh, all have good, good distinct differences that I think they'll have their place at Oktoberfest. Yeah. Did you notice one was more prominent than the other when you were at the different tents or is it kind of just dependent on the brewery that operates? The yeah, tent? pretty much depend on the brewery and it's not really like labeled anywhere. You know, there's not like a menu that says their beer. It's just, just like one beer. beer. Yeah, yeah. This is the bear. You drink the bear. <laughs> you order the bear. We give you the bear. They seem to be more fest beer style though, because they were a little bit. They were easy drinking. They, you know, I mean, a lot of. I think if you had a ton of Meritzen over and over again, it'd be a little bit. Uh, <laughs> a little bit much, you know. Yeah. No, I I agree. I I, I could drink drink them every day throughout the the season of Oktoberfest, but I would only have a couple at a time. I I don't think I would would lavish crushing them by the liter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Tom had this October. Oh, Tom had their Oktoberfest, which is a fest beer. I didn't check that in apparently. Yeah. He was over there for a while in Germany. Mm-hmm. Kind of hopped around. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I mean, festival 1810 October 12th, they were married, 17th, the festivals, you know, what happened. And it was all in the same spot, so it was in the Theresen Weiss. Uh, and it wasn't named that then, but they named it later, after Teresa's Green. And uh, the guy who came up with it <laughs> got a medal, actually. And uh, <laughs> he got, like, a citizen's medal, gold medal from the city uh, and for inventing Oktoberfest. <laughs> He's and a hero. yeah, and he's got a street named after him, and he's buried at an altar there. And then a little while later, I think early on, it was a little bit of a rocky history for it because there were some things that happened, uh, you know, some wars that went on, and in kind of economically depleted Germany for, for the time in Munich. But then in 1819, the government really stepped in and said, like, we're gonna fund this. You know, we don't need any more uh, private things. So, and then, like, later on, 1850, they uh, built the statue or, like, made the statue of Bavaria, who is uh, that, which is a huge, like, massive thing that, I guess that was one of the biggest surprises. Like, I was not expecting that to be there. So, in the, on the edge of the Theresen Weiss, there's, behind the Pauliner tent, like, a huge statue, the Bavaria statue. Lauren, you got a nice photo of it there? If you're listening, take wow. a take a like, look at look at how big the people are on the steps, and look how big she is. <laughs> she big. Yeah. No, that's a is that a little little dog by her side. I or think it's a lion. A lion. Oh. <laughs> yeah, but she's there, and that actually is is that's Puke Hill, right? I think, I think oh, no. the area all on that <laughs> Why they side call it that? was Puke Hill. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we 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 didn't make any trips to Puke Hill, but like like it said everywhere I was reading, like people will be like passed out on Puke Hill, and they were, which is disgusting if people are passing out on Puke Hill. Uh, but she's there, very cool, very huge symbolic thing. Uh, and then later on, you know, there were some more challenges, but then late in the 1800s. 
was really when it kind of kicked off and things got as big as they did. And then even like up into the like, like 1900. So like 1910 it says that they poured 12,000 hectoliters of beer and uh, there was yeah event, yeah yeah and the shore Brauerosel, the shore tent uh seated 12,000 people then pretty crazy yeah i think the growth must be the most insane like advancement in that festival it seems like a lot of the you know a lot of traditions have stayed true over time obviously as you know society advances there's there are adjustments made but the the fact that there's just the, the size of the sheer scope of the event i think is far surpassed what they probably imagined back in 1810 oh yeah yeah and then the pause for covid was the first time it was canceled in a very very long time yeah and it was paused for two years and then brought back this year yeah the last one was well yeah, because 2000, it was canceled. Last year, they didn't have it, and this year was the first year again. Yeah, 2020, you mean? 2020, 2021. Yeah, and this was 2022. Mm-hmm. You said 2000. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, 2020. <laughs> they were really 2000. scared of Y2K, even though it was 10 months after that. And they were really nervous for, for Y2K, so they, we need to cancel it in case the computers go down, even though we pay cash here. Don't need computers. Don't need computers. Do, is, are there any stats on, uh, you know, the consumption from this year and the number of visitors? Mm, let me check their website. Let me open the app. Yeah, all the information I just presented also is from Oktoberfest.de. Um. So, <coughs> this is uh, what's interesting to me. You know, we've talked a little bit about the uh, Reinhardtsgebot, the German uh, purity beer law. So, that's a big thing, I think, for the Oktoberfest beers there. But also, so there's only certain breweries that actually have, like, authority to brew at Oktoberfest and have, mm-hmm. like, tents set up there. Mm-hmm. That must be kind of an interesting process to get sort of the access to... Well, I think it's all the Munich-based breweries. Okay. So there's, like, <clears throat> criteria probably including you're from mm-hmm. Munich. Yeah, so, like, we got to go to... We actually went to one of the Augustiner restaurants... Because I don't think it was actually it wasn't an actual brewery, but like by one of the largest cathedrals, they have one. So like Amdam, there's a bunch that are like that's we went to a lot of places that are called Amdam. We're like, what does that mean? But it means like at the cathedral. <laughs> so, but there was yeah, that was like a, more of a restaurant kind of vibe. So looking at their website, um, according to estimates by the festival management, there were 5.7 million guests. So, for reference, in 2019, which was the last year they had it prior to this year, um, there were 6.3 million oh, came wow. to okay. the Therenweiss. Of these, around 230,000 visitors were counted at the Odenweissen. And for reference, in 2019, that was 500,000. What's the Odenweissen? I don't know. I'm just reading. <laughs> <laughs> They said there was a lot of English on the streets of the festival grounds, especially from the tourists from the U.S. of A. The U.S. of A. Represented. But also from Scotland and England. Guests from Italy, France, Spain, Portugal, Argentina, and Eastern European countries such as Croatia or Ukraine also strolled the grounds. 
An analysis of the mobile data phone supports the figures of the festival management, which show the Oktoberfest to be a Bavarian festival. How much drink? Let's see. Was drunk. And you think five was it five Food point beverage, six or we'll seven see. million people? That's according to the breweries, Oktoberfest guests drank a total of five point six million liters of beer. Wow! So, so not even one per person. Oh yeah, wait. Wimps. Wait. I know that I means got that some people. Oh well, you know there are small children. There are small this children. Is a event. That was one of the biggest surprises oh, I yeah. think was how many small children are there. Like in the tents, not so much, but just like around, there was a lot of small children. Hmm. Which makes sense because like Tuesdays, I guess are like family days, so they have like half price rides or something. Yeah. And but yeah, like child, there's ch- children everywhere. <laughs> So, 2019, they had 7.3 million liters of beer consumed. Hardly any guests were able to be served in the beer gardens due to the bad weather, which is a normal yeah. thing that they usually have expanded seating and serving abilities um, when the weather isn't mm. raining. Kind Interesting. So, uh, another fun stat. Uh, the attentive stewards took... 112,551 beer mugs from souvenir hunters mm-hmm. at the exits of the tents as well as the festival area. Oh, people trying to steal <laughs> mugs? Uh, apparently. Oh, man. One of the fu- this was happens. up from 2019, yeah. which was only 96,000. <laughs> wow. He, did we see any broken? I don't remember seeing any. Yeah, and you want to call it a stein, but it's not a stein. It's a moss. The leader ones are moss. I'm oh, mm. sorry. You didn't yeah, say they, com- they um, commented on, you know, the miserable weather um, clouded the balance of the showmen and the women. Because apparently people um, put on shows in the streets. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we didn't see any of that. Oh, Maskrug. Yeah. Uh, they just said, talked about that with the new logo. <laughs> <laughs> the new logo sold well. Is that what I bought? No, that's not a moss. That's just the stein. Oh, okay. Yeah, any other stats? Nothing else is really oh, that so. exciting. The medical station had 27% fewer patients at Oktoberfest compared to 2019. Oh, good. I mean, that's that's, that's <laughs> oh, a good stat to go good. down. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we didn't witness anybody get injured. There were a few people that spilled beers, and it was so funny when somebody spilled a beer because everyone was like, ah! and like slapping on the tables and everything. And uh, there were a few times where people would, like, all of a sudden start, like, get up on the bench and just start, like, chugging. And they would do that. But they always got kicked out, so. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So, also. It wouldn't be worth it. No. At the end uh, of the Weissen, the Weissen Lost and Found office had counted around 3,500 items, including 930 IDs, 380 items of clothing, 570 wallets, 630 bank cards, 420 smartphones and cell phones. Oh, my gosh. 180 keys. 150 pairs of glasses, 70 bags, backpacks, and pouches, 80 umbrellas, and 70 pieces of jewelry. Wow, that's very specific. (laughs) Somebody's counting these. Yeah, they're like, oh, we got 400 cell phones. Let's start a business here. I appreciate the commitment to stats. Yeah, you were talking about security earlier, though, but there was one guy. uh, It was early in the day, and he stood up and, like, chugged a beer, and everyone's like, yeah chugging the beer and then the security guy comes over and he like gets down and the dude just starts walking out the door and the security guard raises his arms and he's like yeah and everyone's like yeah 
<laughs> it was really funny. That was good. Apparently, yeah, they don't they don't like people chugging early uh, in the day. Oh, later really? in the day, later in the night, I feel like anything yeah. kind of went like. What if you're not standing up? What if you're sitting and chugging? I yeah. think that's fine. Yeah, it's not you're not drawing small. attention to yourself. But Cause if I go to Oktoberfest, I'm I'm probably gonna chug at least one, or I'm gonna try to. That's a lot yeah. of volume. To I chug. didn't even try because a liter's a lot. It wasn't worth it. It is a lot. Yeah. It would just take me forever. I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You don't want to have to get another one. All right, Elsie, are you ready for our pick of the week? The question is, are you ready for my pick? Do you think there's any other Oktoberfest things the listeners would want to hear? We were kind of loose with our structure of talking about this, but I, I think we know, laid out some good things. I they can comment if there was uh, a particular aspect of Oktoberfest that they're dying to That's learn about. That's a great point. Yes. Yeah. Reach out to us if you want to hear more about our Oktoberfest experience. Yeah. Oktoberfest 2023. You guys should go live on Instagram or something like that. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, no, 2023, I'm I'm down. Just let me know. Let's do it. You don't have to go, Lauren. You won't be It can be a boy's it. trip. It can be a bro boy's trip. We're going to Oktoberfest. Oktoberfest. No, I think there needs to be someone to be the responsible party what? with you two. What? We are responsible young gents. Mm. Tip of the cap to the lady. Yes. My lady. Uh... <laughs> <coughs> You know, I did see the saddest Oktoberfest thing in town here the the other day. I saw a sign. You know, like the little, like, stake signs that people put, like, politician things on? Oh, yeah. Uh, there was one out by the hospital at work in the thing, like, advertising to the street. Black sign, red lettering, October, spelled, like, regular, like, uh, October the month. About. Space, fest, menu <laughs> this weekend. I was like, that's that's a sad attempt there. Yeah, Why? I saw that today, I think, at a different location, but I was like, Ew. Yeah, it just looks bad. It just doesn't look good. <laughs> Don't need to name any names. No naming names. Assume the position. Assume. Time for Elsie's Pick of the Week. Elsie's Pick of the Week. It's a beer in a can. Or actually, it could be any canned beverage. I hope you can reach my hand, Elsie. I'm I forgot to say it. crack while you were cracking it. <laughs> crack. Crack. Crack that. Crack a tower. Crack that. Give me some more. Crack that. Well, it sounds like it's liquid. I'm going to guess it's mainly water-based. It's served in a wine glass? <laughs> it's actually a, a whiskey glass. <laughs> now, I will preface this by I'm just recovering from COVID. Oh, I didn't even ask if your sense of smell and taste were affected. Not too much, but lately I've been really stuffed up, so. Which I'm kind of experiencing now. This beer is interesting smelling, though. I feel like it smells kind of like funky and sour, but also yeah. I smell some like grassy hops almost. Definitely has some tartness. What in tarnation? Yeah, it does. This is really. Weird. We have our work cut out for us on this one, as we typically do. Yeah. But this one is like an unusual, like nothing I've really, I feel like I've not encountered this before. It's quite tart. No, it's almost like it's like a tart, like green fruit. Hmm. It's like such a, I don't know, it's just a weird <laughs> flavor. It's like just not, I don't know. It's like underripe fruit that's been soured. 
You ever have like a pear that's not ripe? It's like hard. Yeah. Or or even like honeydew or something. Yeah. Because the flavor is just not quite there yet when it's under But it's also ripe. got like a bitter kind of a finish too. Hmm. I'll take a peek at it. Color doesn't really surprise me. It's no. Looks like apple juice. Yeah. Looks, looks like carbonate. Like looks like sparkling uh, Welch's. Yeah. Pretty effervescent. Yeah. Even more so than that uh, candy flip. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. A lot of tight bubbles. It doesn't really leave a lace on the on the glass. Yeah. Like I want to say it's a sour ale, but at the same time, it's super, like, like I don't want to say super bitter, but it has noticeable bitterness to it and i don't know if that's just because like you said it could be like kind of that underripe fruit yeah which can be attributed to bitterness all right is this like a papaya sour or something weird some like sort of sour How well it's a sour you... but is it <clears throat> it's not is it I mean, it tastes pretty dang sour. Like, it's very tart Is and acidic it? and dry. So maybe it's not a sour ale, but it's... Neither of you have um, checked this in. Is the style a little more niche than, like, sour ale? Am I on the right track? Like, it's... What, what what direction are you going? <laughs> I'm saying, like, <laughs> we, I'm, we just talked about, like, a creek. A creek is, like, sour, but it's not... You wouldn't call it just a sour ale. It's got its own sort of niche Yeah, it's like style. a lambic thing, but this is not. There's some, like, there's some acidity to this as well. The mouthfeel, it's, like, pretty thin but bright. But it's got, like, hints of it's melon. It's a little drying, too, because I'm leaving, yeah. like, a little bit of, like. Ah, oh, hints of melon, eh? Yeah. There's no melon in this. <laughs> well, it's got, like, that. It's like that green, fleshy fruit, like, kind of a taste. Oh. Hmm. Mm. You don't like it at all, do you? By the way, you're sticking your tongue out like crazy. Um, it's very pungent. Pungent? Like, what's supposed to be it? taste buds. No, I thought you meant, like... All right, put us out of our misery. Nix, what's your final guess? Uh, I'll just say it's a... that's a sour ale of some sort. I, just, I can't. That's all I got. I can't think of any. All right. This is from our friends at McKellar. Um, I really like their stuff, usually. This is um, the McKellar Fun with Fodder uh, Dragon Fruit and Passion Fruit Farmhouse style ah, ale. Dragon Fruit. That's what that weird little mofo is. All right. Asian oak fadre with dragon Foders. fruit. Yeah, sure. Uh, <laughs> fadre. I prefer fadre. F-O-U-D-R-E. I mean, that's how yeah. I would oh, pronounce yeah. that. Yeah. Mm, okay. Um, with dragon fruit and passion fruit. Okay. Explosive tropical aroma, zippy tautness, and dynamic layers, layers of flavor. That's why I said papaya. It's zippy. Zippy. I guess the farmhouse ale aspect of it kind of contributes to that bitterness too and mm-hmm. that kind of complexity. Yeah. But I, I don't think I would have ever pulled out dragon fruit and passion fruit. I mean, I, I haven't know had what dragon, dragon fruit, fruit independently tastes like, honestly. I don't either. I might have to just like dive into some fruit tasting. Yeah. Brush mm-hmm. up on. This is filled with star fruit. fruit. 
This is durian. This is a durian beer. Oh, <laughs> oh my god, it smells so bad. Oh, I. Yeah, oh, I should man. get some like star fruit from the store and yeah. just have it. The dogs are going crazy. All right. Well, we're at an hour and ten minutes. We oh, probably wow. should wrap it up here. Yeah. Nobody wants to hear us talk that long. Yeah. So, well, we failed miserably. That was a tough one. All right. Well, what'd you guys learn? That apparently F O U D R is spelled fodder or pronounced pot fodder. Still wrong. <laughs> Not food right. <laughs> <laughs> and there, wait, you? Where'd you get a U from? That was how it was spelled. Wasn't it F O E? No. F-O-U. That's why I said it like that. Maybe that's the way those those McKellar people spell it. Where are they? What is it? Dutch? McKellar? Yeah. Uh, There's one in San Diego, but where is it actually from? Oh, they're... Uh, are they s- Swedish? <laughs> I don't know. Danish. Danish. They're Dutch. Wait, no. Uh, Dutch is Holland, right? I have no idea. I was thinking about this the other day in my head, and I was like, wait. The Danes are... They're based in... Oh, Copenhagen's Denmark. That's Denmark mm. is yes. Danish. Dutch is Holland. Yes. Okay, got it. Gosh, we really need to... Wow. Take a We're not very traveled. And your shoes. Oh, well, that's... And the windmills. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Interesting. Nick, what'd you learn? Um, I learned that I'm going to need to start converting some of my money into euros for Oktoberfest 2023. Yeah, start learning German, too. And that I need to have 10 euro ready for a quick trip around the Ferris wheel. Yeah. What I learned? I learned that we should have stopped at Casita on the way back from the airport. <laughs> oh. We had our later hosing in our bag we and everything. could not have. I was exhausted and ready for bed. What time did you all get back on that Sunday? Well, we got back at like 11 a.m. on Sunday. but Oh, so you could have. You could have stopped through. Well, no, we got home at, yeah. But you, we had been up like through. the whole, the, yeah. the day before we had been up for like 30 plus hours. And then we slept in a hotel for four hours and then got back up and went to the airport. Mm. Flying out of JFK was not very enjoyable. It's kind of a madhouse. it was cheaper. Yeah, it was. I'm all about a deal. All about a deal. but. All right, well, I guess that wraps up episode number 42 of Secondary Fermentation, presented by East Carolina Beer and Brewing. If you have any questions about Oktoberfest, reach out to us, like Lauren said earlier. We'd be happy to field any of those questions and just talk about it further. It was a great time and definitely looking forward to going in the future. If you want to reach out to us, hit us up on our socials, Instagram at East Carolina Beer, Facebook East Carolina Beer and Brewing, Twitter at East Beer, and then on Gmail, East Carolina Beer at gmail.com. Don't forget to check out our website, EastCarolinaBeer.com, for some of our written reviews, which we haven't done in a little bit, but there's some on there and some ways to contact us. And we appreciate you listening, and uh, we'll catch you the next time. Cheers. Cheers. Prost. Prost.